Welcome into the Locked On Sports NBA Trade Deadline special for 2024. It has been absolutely feverish heading into this 3 p.m. deadline today, Doug. We've got Doug Branson here from Locked On Hornets. And, you know, it's interesting because we just got the news. Things are just breaking all over the place. And, of course, we've got the news that the Thunder were finalizing the trade to send Trey Mann and Davis Bertans to the Hornets for Gordon Hayward. Then, we got updates on that information that the Thunder were also including Vasilya Micic and draft comp to the deal. So first things first, let me ask you this on the Gordon Hay Hayward side of that. Why do you think that the Thunder just decided, hey, instead of waiting until, you know, the end of the, the season, if you will, the Hornets and Thunder, hey, we're going to let, let's do this now with Gordon. Yeah, well, I think from the Hornets perspective, it was just a something rather than nothing kind of situation. And the something that they got as part of this uh, deal includes a player in Trey Mann who was a first-round uh, selection, and I, I think maybe there were some confidence issues in, in OKC and mm -hmm. some guards that you know, may have gotten ahead of him on the rotation. So you know, they probably see Trey Mann as, as a, po a possible high upside guy for the franchise moving forward. And then on the Bertans deal, uh, that that is easily waived, I guess, with, with the clause that he has in his contract. Mm -hmm. That's something that if you wanted to unwind that deal – you, you get out of that. So you get some assets back for Gordon Hayward. You don't take on any money that's um, truly devastating to your books moving forward. So, you know, I think from the Hornets perspective, it makes a lot of sense if Gordon Hayward wasn't going to be part of this franchise's plans moving forward. Indeed, indeed. And you're looking to your point. It's a very interesting kind of dichotomy there because you have a team in the Thunder who they're making moves and you're thinking, okay, you're number one in really the totality of the NBA. So what's higher than number one in the words of that great philosopher Jay-Z, but apparently there is always room for improvement, especially as you want to shore things up as you get closer and closer to the postseason. The Hornets, on the other hand, are very intriguing because I know having covered the Hawks and doing our Locked on Hawks postcast after each game that these two teams are kind of always battling for, hey, which one of us is going to get into which spot in the play in round, right? So you look at it from the Hornets perspective as well. And kind of what are you seeing with the Hornet, this Hornets organization as far as getting themselves potentially ready to get right back into the play in round or dare I say, maybe put themselves in position to say, hey, here's where we want to be come next season. Yeah, I think that's that's a big question mark for the Hornets. What is this new ownership group trying to achieve in this trade deadline and then, and then in the following offseason? Is this going to be a rebuild around a set core of young players that includes LaMelo Ball mm -hmm. and Brandon Miller? Or do they make a run at Miles Bridges uh, in the offseason on a long-term deal and then do sort of a retool as opposed to a rebuild and, and try to get back to some kind of postseason play sooner rather than later. Uh, that's I think that's yet to be determined. But yeah, you know, some of these moves may signal that. You know, if they if they decide to hold on to PJ Washington, who's who's on the books for a few years, and and in this move, you're not only just acquiring draft compensation, you are uh, involving some young players that would more fit, I think, with a little bit of a rebuild timeline rather than a retooling timeline, but you picked up a first rounder in that deal with Miami uh, to get uh, Terry Rozier. Yeah, and so maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe next off season you pick up another first rounder and then you can flip those for, you know, a, another asset that would help you win sooner rather than later. So honestly, I just think that a lot of that's up in the air right now.
Yeah, and I think it it remains to be seen, to your point, Terry Rozier, they part ways with him. Brandon Miller giving them some decent returns, so maybe you're building around a younger core there and, to your point, preparing for what it's going to look like for you in the draft, what it's going to look like in the offseason or free agency, and then what that will look like for building out this particular franchise for today, tomorrow, and beyond. Listen, we appreciate you, Doug, for taking a minute to talk about this in a whirlwind day of trades. Just as you and I were getting ready to even pop on, more information coming down about the trades and what it could mean for the Hornets franchise. Don't forget, guys, Locked On is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, actually Locked On Hornets, that is, with our guy Doug Branson, is part of the network, your team every day, for all of the Hornets' ins and outs on the day-to-day. Don't forget to check out our guy Doug and check out Locked On Hornets. Thanks.